All right, have a seat. Okay. Okay, thanks, man. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Check this out. Huh? Satellite radio. Wow. Two TVs and a radio. That's pretty rad. That's home entertainment. Very entertained. Very entertained. Okay. Business for the businessman. Yes. Brass tacks. Yes, yes. Just got a shipment of the dopest dope I've ever smoked. Hands down, dopest dope I've ever smoked right here. It's not better than that blue oyster weed. Like, it can't be. I can't handle any better than that. My friend, this is like if that blue oyster shit met that Afghan kush I had. Yeah. And they had a baby. And then meanwhile, that crazy northern light shit I had. And then the super red espresso snowflake met. And they had a baby. That was bomb. And by some miracle, those two babies met and fucked this would be the shit that they birthed. Wow. So this is the product of baby fucking. Smell it. Smell it. Enjoy. It's like God's vagina. Oh. Right. You want to bathe in it? I just want to be in here. Yes, you want to be it? Oh my God. I just want to shove it up my nose and have that smell all day. That's amazing. Shove it any way you like, my friend. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. What is it called? Pineapple Express. Pineapple Express? Yes, it's this thing like El Nino, the airflow that comes from Hawaii and Canada. It gets in the dirt and mixes it in with the weed in a very special way. It's actually very scientific. I won't get into it right now, but I am the only guy in the whole city that has it. Only 10 bones more for a quarter. Okay, I'll take a quarter. All right, you're on. Thank you very much. Let me, uh, let me, uh, yep. get my scale. Yep, get it going. Grab a scale. Let's get me out of here. I thought hurricane season was over. <laughs> I mean, gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I am the I'm so much crazier. I am. Make my day. Rest day, big boy, huh? That's bright. Fuck you. Everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. Hello, Facers. Welcome back to Facing Off Pod, where we compare and dissect like movies using our super special rating system. I am Layla, and these are my co-hosts, Nick and Gabe. Say hello, boys. Time hello, to suck boys. today's dick, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Right, kick, kicking it off right. Um, and then, of course, we have, uh, we're very lucky to have an awesome friend of the pod on as a guest today, Clay. He's also a Los Gatos High School alum, like Gabe and myself. So, welcome. Hello. Introduce yourself. Say hello. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. I didn't think of a fun <laughs> little quote to say like Gabe did. So, this is so exciting. Uh, <laughs> okay, that'll be mine. That's two. I'll let him That's say two. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but thanks for I having me. It's all, uh, always fun to be on, and this is my first time on with you, Layla, and I think yeah. the more bodies we can throw at Raining and Gabe is probably 100%. the best for the podcast. Yeah. So, uh, Speaking uh, of, that segues me into, since there are four of us on this week, I will be acting as moderator to attempt to keep these hooligans oh, in check um, and keep this episode we'll moving try. as smoothly as possible. That's Wish right. me luck. 
listeners, wish me luck. This is this is gonna be interesting. It's gonna be Safety fun. Though. This first. is gonna be Safety first. This is gonna be a good time. Teamwork. Um, <laughs> God, makes the dream work. Doing such a bad job. You I know. <laughs> Just Let constantly interrupting me. <laughs> um, it's chaotic. So I'm going to start really quick by reminding our listeners of our fabulous rating system because we should go over this every once in a while. We've got a rating system out of seven, seven being just the absolute coolest of all time and one being absolute dog shit. And four is average. Fritz. So uh, Nick, I'm going to toss this over to you so you can give us a little bit of a synopsis. What movies are we doing this week? We are doing Pineapple Express in 30 Minutes or Less, two comedies about stoners who accidentally get into some sort of... Uh, 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 cr- crime-based shenanigans. Pineapple Express is the tale of one man, his drug dealer, and their accidental quest to topple a drug kingpin without dying or being horribly maimed in the process. Uh, 30 Minutes or Less is the story of one stoner, his friend, and their accidental quest to rob a bank before a bomb strapped to the stoner's chest by some desperate dipshits explodes and or they are killed by a Mexican hitman. So... Good times. Here we go. Alrighty. Uh, we're just going to jump in, guys. So I'm going to start. Our first uh, category here is going to be spectacularity. Um, so let's Ooh. start Let's start with Pineapple Express. And why don't I throw it to our guest, Clay, to start us off? Okay. Um, this one's pretty easy. Like, just a hard seven for me. Um, I think if I were to track my laughs through this film, I would probably be laughing every single minute of this film um there when i was looking at it, i broke it down to basically there's like 10 scenes in this movie and there's maybe just like a little bit of transition in between no longer than like a minute or two and looking back at it i i'm laughing out loud during every single one of these except for maybe when they break up as a as a couple for a little bit there but but does it then, isn't that one isn't that one saul dude, laughs and so... eats a sandwich Exactly when he's on the swing and he's just eat. So that's what I'm I'm saying. Cries and cries and eats a sandwich. That is like the emotional crux of the story right there, and it is still absolutely hilarious. Um, I mean, even what he says on the phone is funny too, because like she says, "I love you," and then he's just like, "Oh, I made a mistake." (laughs) He said, "He's like that's actually immature of you to come back to accept me. You shouldn't even be accepting of me." Um, So. But yeah, this is ba- this is basically just a rom com between two dudes, and it is like the perfect story where it's just action. Like they have an amazing chase scene in this, which is like actually really well done. Um, yeah, when they're yeah. in the cop cars, and his foot is through the windshield, <laughs> and um, but I mean, it it basically like explores these guys' like journey to becoming like best friends. And it's like making fun of these mo- these like rom coms, and it just does everything just so well. It's one of my favorite movies, much less comedies. Totally agree. Amazing. All right, Agreed. Nick, what do you Agreed. think? Good job speaking for all three of us, Clay. That's pretty much all <laughs> yeah. we need to say. We can quickly move on to the next category. Yeah. Just kidding. Uh, I, I mean, I <laughs> fuck, dude. You do this every time, and then I look at my I look at Game, my phone, and I'm like, all right, sweat. so I wasted Instantly all that cold time. Sweat. Yeah. Game's like, but I didn't speak yet. I need to cut you off, dude. (laughs) I'm gonna give it. I'm trying to be objective. It's a seven for me because this is this is my favorite comedy. Uh, It's just so stupid. It's a it's a rom com. You're completely right. It's a bro bromance comedy, and it's so great in every scene. I mean, I I don't know how to like talk about it without just quoting it. 
I, I don't know. Gabe, you, you, you go. I'm giving it a seven. <laughs> well, I mean, like, what Clay said is totally true. Don't yeah. even need to talk about that anymore because of how engaging it is in every second laughter-wise. But, like, I just want to highlight this has probably, like, arguably the best opening to a comedy I've ever seen. So it hooks you in right away. Yeah. Like, it's this and Ace Ventura <laughs> Pet Detective for me. And in, in terms of just the opening scene. But also... What's great about this movie in terms of keeping you engaged, not only in just like the dialogue writing and the acting and everything, is that they also put in these like absurd action scenes. You know, there's like the fight in the house where they're throwing each other into walls and like breaking bongs over their head and like throwing a phone in the fucking toilet and then knocking them in. And then there's like the fight at the very end. I mean, it gets just like horrifically violent in the last few scenes in such a fun way. So it the shotgun to the foot ki- kills me. Yeah, dude. He's like, you just got just killed by a Daewoo Lon. Blows his foot up. It's such a ridiculous, like the, the, the visual comedy in this is so great too. And then there's like great montage scenes. You know, there's the scene with like red and Dale preparing to go there. And he's like showing all the guns. He's like, I used to use this gun when I was a prostitute. I used Don't. to use this little Don't. gun. Like, so great. Uh, I will say the scene that makes me like die of laughter. I don't know what it is, but every single time I like audibly laugh, like almost yelp is when they're in the woods and they get quiet and Saul thinks he hears something and he's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then they start running. It kills Jesus. me. So there's Sorry, there's not a there is not a missed. Oh, it's going to be louder on Zoom there, than it is on this. I, I pulled away. The F word is said 181 times. IMDb trivia. <laughs> Is it? So it's wow. it's going to be so, said a lot in this podcast. I oh, yeah. I mean, I started off with some uh, expletives. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's just not a missed moment. So that's no, I mean, even it. it's if, a seven you, out of seven. you made a good point. It's like bookended really well, too, that it starts with that ridiculous scene and it closes with the ridiculous diner scene. Yeah, the ad lib scene. It's so great. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's and it like encapsulates the whole thing. So, yeah, engagement level seven out of seven couldn't be higher for a comedy. All right. That's sevens from all three of you. Jeez, this is going to be this is going to be interesting. OK, ooh, let's ooh. move on to 30 minutes or less and let's go in that same order. Let's just keep it to Clay up. Go next. You got this. This one I had a hard time with. Um, I think <laughs> it's a three. See, let me preface really this by, over it. by I think I saw this right when it came out. And this came out in 2011, so I'd like to think I'm a little bit more mature now than I was then. But when I we watched it two we, two or three weeks ago with my girlfriend who had never seen it, not thinking that Gabe said we should watch this with Pineapple Express, so I watched it twice in the last three weeks. So rewatchability, I'm oh, excited boy. to go over that. But in terms of spectacularity, <laughs> spectacularity, um, I gave really this I think excited. a three, a three. And that is because simply it's 120 minutes. Um, there's not a lot of time to be distracted. Um, oh, it's an hour I, and 23 I, minutes. 23, yeah. two hours. No, I said an hour oh, and 23 I thought you said minutes. A, I thought you said 120 minutes. Uh, no, no, no. Gabe. Um, <laughs> but no, so it's it takes... Replay the tape. For an hour and 23 movie, twenty three minute movie, it you don't start the actual storyline until like 25 minutes in. So there's a lot of just 
bullshit that takes 25 minutes to gain and it's kind of like useless dialogue and terrible character buildup which kind of takes you out of it eventually but in terms of like the story itself i'd say it's just a fraction below average like there is some comedic moments there is some action that keeps you engaged but overall it's just not that great of a movie so uh, i went three (laughs) I went five because all of the reasons you said, I just thought that (laughs) keeping it that short is solid. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to rip it in other categories for sure, but I think that you're so mean. Yeah, dude. Rip it. Fuck Jeff Goldblum. No, I mean, I went three, four, (laughs) two. I was three or four. So I could be oh, convinced to four for that reason. Ooh, I convince him. It wait, wait, is, he's... It's like crisp and short enough that it is generally enjoyable. The problems with it are in other areas. So I'll like right. I'll save it. I'll save it. But I think that it's like it's short enough that it saves itself from being a lower score for me. Um, even though you're a hundred percent like all the points you hit were, were totally I would I would agree with. I would split the difference, honestly, between the two of you guys. Like, I found it to be kind of average for the type of comedy. I was afraid it was going to be lower. I kind of expected it to be like a three clay. But I will say the the runtime is great. Uh, and I just think in terms of what it is, if I'm talking about the spectacularity, the engagement level, it's a fast-paced, short comedy with ridiculous action, and it's really silly. And I know the dialogue kind of like takes me out. So it's not as funny in every moment. So it's not like laughs per minute. Really great. But I definitely don't think it's like awful or overly awkward. So I'm kind of I was engaged with it for that whole thing. Also, got to say. Ludwig Göransson, my fucking dude. I, was, I had that's my the second composer note for this movie. <laughs> and you can I know it. There were like scenes where you could kind of hear it, and you're like, "Whoa, that's, bullshit!" Yeah, it's no. Ludwig, baby. <laughs> dude, no, no. I, 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 I was pointing it out. But he basically uh, just went yeah, through his soundtrack. You knew. If you didn't <laughs> you know, know that was Ludwig Göransson, you wouldn't have been like, "Oh, that's Ludwig Göransson." In true, but it, it, I could, I could hear it once I knew. But yeah, I mean, like, sure. Also, I think the chemistry between <laughs> the two main confirmation bias, bro. I think. Look it up, dude. The, fuck off, God damn it. Pandora can't come out of the box, dude. He can only go in it. <laughs> he can only go back in. Uh, all right, really? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think, like, there are certain scenes that, like, I was laughing pretty hard when we were, because uh, Nick and I got to watch it this yeah. weekend. And, you know, like, there's a scene where Aziz Ansari is, like, spraying the gun and singing that little song. And I, I remember that from the trailer, and I thought it was really funny. I think the whole bank robbery scene, like, I'm, I was laughing the whole way through it. It just kept getting more it's and more a, ridiculous, especially with that. That guy just getting like absolutely shit on by everything. <laughs> you know what's great uh, so too? I, I don't is know. They, I'll give it a four. I think it's I think it's kind of average, but I don't. It's it's not a. It good saves comedy. itself by saving Michael Pena for like a little oh. surprise, like yeah. morsel. Exactly. I kind of wish he was in more, but like I do too. But you're right. I don't know. I feel it, like but... his his little bit would have would have kind of yeah. run its yeah. course after yeah, a while. I, I, yeah. I so then they saved it for Ant Man afterwards, and then. Yeah. Same thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Move on. No Ant Man. No Ant Man discussion. (laughs) (laughs) A bunch of tangents on the different films. Speaking of, let's move on to uh, the next category. Um, So, Nick, why don't you kick us off with the same movie? Um, But let's talk about originality. Ooh. So, 30 minutes or less originality? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm going to give it a two. 
Because here's my issue. This this movie came out after Pineapple Express, Yee? Three years. Yeah. Three years. After. I feel like it's so obviously copying from other, like, comedies in, like, multiple different ways. And it's, it's like, what, what you're... Why, where it fails is that a movie like Pineapple Express is utilizing at like not I don't know, I don't know if it's one of the first movies to to do this because I feel like any Will Ferrell movie does does the whole ad lib thing uh, to like you know executes it super well thirty minutes or less the ad libs are written so it just doesn't work you know what I mean yeah do you guys like well, see that not. too. Yeah, well, they're not I ad libs mean, if they're written. They're not ad libs, right? yeah. They're the jokes yeah. are written and so they, they just don't come went off. to a middle schooler's playground and just put a <laughs> sound mic next to one of this. <laughs> and then they just like it's like a transcript of a bunch of goofy jokes that don't work super well. Like I think that the worst of it True. is like um uh Danny a lot of Danny McBride's lines, almost all of them. Oh. I feel like are like they just they're written work. versions of funny ad libs. And so they don't come off as original or, or or funny. And I mean, like, this movie doesn't need to be made. It's also taking from a story of, like, something that actually happened. I don't remember the name of the documentary. Evil Genius. Evil Genius. Which yeah. is pretty solid doc. That was a good documentary, and I saw that on the trivia, and I was like, oh, shit, that totally makes sense. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. that. So that's where I'm at. I'm giving it a two. I'm going to be pretty Give it harsh. a two. All right, Gabe, what did you give yeah. it? I think I'm going to go with the two as well. I think Nick mostly covered it. I think I will say that rewatching it, I thought the plot was a little bit more like complicated and ridiculous than I had remembered. I thought it was a lot simpler uh, and I kind of like that. That's true. Um, I also thought in terms of the humor, one thing I really enjoyed about the movie that I thought was creative is like it was so specifically about a little suburban midwest town and there were jokes sprinkled throughout that that didn't seem that forced like i thought the they kept saying like oh you mean that bank uh that's across the street from the olive garden like them bringing that back up they wanted to make sure that you know this is like a little michigan town it could be anywhere i mean grand rapids it, is in grand is rapids in is a, a pretty town, big town but <laughs> yeah it's a big city but like you I know what I mean? Like Grand the Rapids. way that they send it. Shout out to Grand Rapids. Oh, Wait, yeah. you do? I go to Grand I Rapids do. all the time. Like, all the time. Wait, I the have pizza family place in is Grand a real, Rapids. It's a real spot, I thought. The pizza How place many families do you have in Grand is Rapids? Is it? Well, so the, my yeah. aunt and we're just having two separate conversations. Nick, we'll connect at the yeah. end of this podcast. That's so weird. Um, I didn't know that. Wait, so yeah. the three of us have a lot of family in Michigan, which is absurd. And Clay is singled out now for not having Lame. any family in Michigan. Um, no, I'm okay. Uh, yeah, no, that, I'll, give it a, I'll give it a two for that. <laughs> uh, All right. So, Clay, yeah. what, what do you give it? Uh, I mean... Fairly short. I, I think I, I was at a three until I saw the thing about the evil genius, them using that storyline, um, which all, all to them. I mean, it's still like a good everyone gets their stories from some sense of truth or whatever. But um, I'll, I'd probably add a two as well. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't anything special. It was a buddy, buddy movie, whatever you want to call it. But just the execution of it was not very well done. So two. Alrighty. Um, well, why don't we stay on you since we just finished up with you? And why don't you talk about Pineapple Express? Uh, originality. Um, 
this is like one of these ones where I'm just trying not to give this movie a perfect score. <laughs> and I'm looking, it's like, I guess I'd give it a six since it is like a stoner comedy. It's like two guys, like kind of like the same vibes of Cheech and Chong going on their little adventures and stuff like that. So I guess that's why I would knock it down to a six. But in general, they did put like a romance movie between these two stoners and they coupled it with like a really good crime story, like really unique. Like they have like, it's just the way they wrote the script, like everything you can tell that they're not just funny guys that are writing the film. Like they're genuine screenwriters. Like they have the thing where they use um, his job as a, uh, what does he call it? Protest- Protestant Process servant. Server? No, uh, whatever, whatever he's Saul like, calls uh, him, but, but yes, yeah, <laughs> protest, protest servant. You're yeah, a server, protest like servant. a butler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they use that to put him in the place to see the crime, to, which kicks off the story. And then he has that little quip at the end where he serves him his peanut. And it's like, there's just little things that they make the story like really unique and not just like a comedy, but like actually like a really well done like film. Totally. So totally. six. Yeah. Six. Okay. Nick, what do you think? I also went with a six. Uh, I, for all the same reasons. I just like. I didn't think about Cheech and Chong, which is essentially the same thing. Uh, so, I mean, there's that. It's a little stupider. It's a little, like, it's a little, like st- dumbed down comedy. for this. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, it doesn't... There just isn't quite a movie that blends, like, the action as well uh, with such, like, poignantly stupid and funny humor that just, like, tickles a certain person's... Tickles? type of person's funny bone uh it's just i mean it just just him trying to off. locate it i know y'all y'all can't see him but he's trying to locate it with his finger right over here. here it's right here all right that's okay it. that's all i got right, that's all. okay gabe yeah i, I mean it, it, i think it's a six as well i was kind of at a five before but i do really think I mean, what Clay brought up, like the little details that they brought into this movie is great. If you follow Seth Rogen on Twitter, like every year he'll bring up new behind the scenes facts <laughs> that no one knows about this movie. Um, and I love it. And it makes me appreciate like how much fun that they had. I also think like the story is actually kind of absurd, you know, like even though they're taking a normal structure, the stoner duo comedy, the story's fucking crazy with like where it ends up and how it starts um i like how they talk about like it's really real too like the way that they talk about like a a drug dealer or like that kind of acquaintance thinking that they're your friend and like trying to get away from that is funny and it comes through in the comedy um i also like the dialogue writing is so unique because it's as if they're really paying attention to each other. Like, so it's clearly ad-libbed because it's the, it's the characters playing off each other, but there's like little lines, like, you know, he, he comes in so like upset about seeing the shooting and he's like anxious. And he's like uh, saying that he was like, there was a cop and a lady. And and he's like, what, 
a cop and a lady and a guy man that's like a massacre and it's, it's like that's not like you wouldn't normally have that in just dialogue writing you know that has to come like naturally from listening to the other person so i think that's where this movie really like stands out apart from other comedies i do have one question maybe you guys can answer what when is this movie set because everyone is wearing yeah. like 70s or 80s costumes the cars, the cars are pretty old too. but they have the cell phones and computers like he's checking his email. Well, that on is the Daewoo Lanos. What year Daewoo Lanos is that? Our uh, our uh, French teacher, who the three of us, uh, Clay and Layla, uh, uh, had Luwiki. with me, Luwiki, had a Daewoo. There was it a Daewoo Lanos. It wasn't a Daewoo Lanos, but she drove a Daewoo. She's the only person I've ever met with a Daewoo. She is the worst. <laughs> I love Madame. That's a really Madame good point. She's the, the dopest. Wiki. She was the best. Yeah. It's a really good point. Oh, the wiki. No, you know who I was thinking of? The older, the older girl. <laughs> the, the other one that was oh, yeah, terrible. No, oh, my God. The other yeah, one? She, she would always yeah. speak Spanish oh, no. in our class I'm left out. I don't right. like this. Nicholas, oh you would have loved Mademoiselle Lewicki. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I mean, I'm giving yeah, it a Lewicki six. was dope. Lewicki was dope. But this is like yeah, a funny so, thing about comedies. Like Superbad does the same thing, where like they keep they influence it with seventies themes, even though it takes place in present day. Um, this is another movie that does that for some reason. I guess it just makes her good comedy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great. So, so speaking off some of what you said, Gabe, why don't you keep talking and talk about Pineapple Express for actoring? Oh man, I mean. <laughs> when I was texting, when I was texting Clay about this beforehand, and just like any time I think about this movie, I forget how many actors are in it. And like the more you watch other comedies, the more you go back to like Pineapple Express and notice that oh yeah, that person was in this. And uh, so like all these minor characters are fucking incredible. Like I don't think there's a com- a, a single missed opportunity with an actor in this movie. You know, like even Amber Heard who I don't like that much, like she's funny in this role. And and let's not go into the controversy of <laughs> Amber Heard, but I was making a face, y'all. The only <laughs> reason I'm love- here. <laughs> <laughs> one, one of the things We're I love the controversy so much about a- <laughs> God damn it. Um, turning the zoom off. One of the one of the like things I love the most about this and this is why I I'm, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 7 in actoring okay. because in terms of comedy I think this is just peak level uh comedic acting. James Franco doesn't smoke weed. He's never smoked weed. Yet he plays the most believable stoner I've ever seen in a movie. And everything that he does in it, you know, aside from the one scene where you can't see him coughing out any smoke, is, like, is so realistic. And I I always, like, kind of throw this around, but, like, his performance is almost Oscar-worthy in terms of just the the nuanced level of his comedy – and it's but funny I mean, that he they hangs base- out with Seth Rogen all the time. Yeah, so he's got to like. If anyone knows contact high, like, it's you, yeah, it's, dude. <laughs> I, I do get contact high for uh, all my weed smokers out there. Uh, let me join. Um, do, do you know that his character was based off of Floyd in True Romance? And if you th- and oh if you rewatch God. True Romance and see that, like, you could totally see where he took this character. Um, I, I, I love all of it. I, like, I mean, we, I, we could talk on and on about every single character in this movie. Like the, but the chemistry between Seth Rogen and James Franco and the chemistry between Craig Robertson and Kevin Corrigan, 
<laughs> are just fucking incredible and and There's reaches a, it to a level uh, hitherto undreamt of in comedy. Perfect. There's a line. There's a. Um, I watched Those the extended you, version, which is uh, out of extended versions, probably the most palatable extended version that I've ever watched because it's yeah, not actually that so extended. Yeah. They're usually the worst. It's not that extended. There's like six scenes that are longer. One of them involves uh, naming strains. I think. Is there a scene where someone says something about Spanish trampoline in the normal <laughs> version of this? I don't think so. I didn't notice that. Okay. That scene is one of the funnier extended version scenes. They start what part of the stri- movie is it? I think it's... I took horrible notes because I just wanted to laugh really hard the other <laughs> night when I watched you this. You said you took no notes. I took... I took well, I told you I was going to write down... Horrible notes are no notes. So Yeah, yeah I, was gonna, I told you I was going to write down which scenes I think are extended and test them and see if they were actually it's all very scientific oh that's right. we're not gonna get into it right now. <laughs> there's i think there's a scene where they're talking about the different strains that ed saul has and he's trying to like name one and they come up with a bunch and one of them is spanish trampoline which is oh that's that <laughs> is the extended version when they're doing that yeah yeah but there's a scene between uh Budlovsky and matheson where they're talking about phantom of the opera and oh yeah, yeah. so fun it extends like every, a bit. Everything between those two guys is so Budlovsky great. Like, is his name. It's yeah. so ridiculous. But uh, how like do you Robin, think of that? I, dude, I some of the character names are so absurd. But like Seth Rogen has definitely mentioned each of them in a tweet about this movie. Like why he named certain characters that. Like everything is based off of some experience that he had, except for like shooting up a warehouse. Anyway. I just, <laughs> Right, I yeah, just, so Nick, what did, why don't you talk about the acting? What did you give it? I gave it, I, I went, I'm in between six and seven because I'm no. not sure it would, it would, anyone would agree with me, but personally, I'm, I'm going to give it a seven because I, do it. I just don't think that, that any, any combination of people could be funnier in a movie where they're ad-libbing than, than what is achieved in, in this movie. It just, I don't. It's just not possible. I just, I just, I, I, dude, Danny McBride has like three different characters in this movie, depending on how much <laughs> blood he's lost. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so he's like a baby sometimes, and then other times he's more like lucid, and, and he's like a it different character. Back. You could go get them if you hurry. Go, go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like sometimes alert. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes he's not. They duct tape me to my grandfather's wheelchair. It's just <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I don't so know. many people to talk about. Yeah. All right, Clay, what did you give? Yeah, Pineapple yeah I gave it a seven. I gave it a seven <laughs> as well. I mean, it's just, it's most of this movie is like two shots with two characters. Like it is just two people riffing with each other and just like pure comedy. There's, there's not the scene. There's like that whole scene in uh, Saul's uh, apartment is just him and Seth Rogen just having a normal conversation about weed. And it is fucking knee slap hilarious. Like it is (laughs) so funny. And that is how the entire scene, even Rosie Perez and um, I'm blaming the guy who plays Ted Jones. Yes. Gary Gary Cole. Cole, Like their chemistry is amazing. Like you said, but um, Kevin Corgan and uh, Craig Robinson is amazing. Um, I had the same note about Amber Heard. Um, 
I think she hit Johnny Depp first, and I don't think. No, I'm kidding. I have no <laughs> we idea are what happened. Into it. Oh <laughs> no, God, it's I'm happening! <laughs> no, I wasn't um, prepared. I have, nothing to, I have nothing to say about that. Um, but no, uh, she actually was good in this movie. Like she has like some emotional scenes, and she like sells her character really well. And um, the what Gabe was saying, I don't think there's one bad performance in this. Anyone who has a line in this movie does it really well. Like there's the scene where he's delivering subpoenas in the beginning. And it's like, he gives it to like that, the lawyer or someone that's sitting yeah. in his desk. And he's like, you get a real job. You fucking cocksucker. <laughs> and just like yeah. under his breath, so angry. And it's just like, it's, so, it's like little scenes like that make this movie a seven in spectacularity as well, because everyone kills it. Seth Rogen wrote this when he was 19 years old. He was younger than I am now in this movie. He was 26 like years old, years which is younger than you. Yeah. Like he, he <laughs> just, ha- this is like when you're getting, if you're getting high in a car and you're in high school, you couldn't even best case scenario dream of writing and like doing something like this with a movie. Like this is a stoner's dream. And it's like well acted, well written, just all the above. I think it's like an easy set. Yeah. Nice. All right. I, I forgot contrast. we were talking about a second movie here. Yeah. In stark contrast, let's move on <laughs> yeah, to 30 shit. minutes or less. Nick, why don't why don't you kick us off with actoring for 30 minutes or less? So uh, um, it might be higher if I didn't hate Aziz Ansari so much as like a oh. pretty much anyone except for his character in Parks and Rec. Because it's pretty, pretty much yeah, just Tom plays is character amazing. in Parks and Rec. Yeah, he pretty, pretty much yeah. just plays Tom all the time. Um, I don't like him and I don't like him in this and I think he's poorly casted and I think that in stark contrast to this other movie, you, you put all these people, you, I mean like you write a script, right? So Seth Rogen writes a script, but this isn't, the movie that we watched is not all his script, right? It's guys, you know, giving general ideas, riffing. I mean, I guarantee you. He didn't write, ah, help me, he's punching my bum. Like, I'm sure that was an ad lib. You know what I mean? And yeah. the and it helps to build it helps to build the characters, it helps to build their relationships. You you start to like them because you they are very unique and weird and they're saying things in a certain way. And it just doesn't happen in thirty minutes or less. You just have like real stock characters saying things that are clearly not natural. And it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. Plus, I don't care about Aziz Ansari at, at all. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jeez. I really don't like him as an That's actor. Intense. I think. Uh, what, what, did, what did you give it, though? Did you say what you gave it? I, I, I'm in between a three and a four. I could be convinced oh, to move okay. It. I was not expecting those scores. Uh, okay. I don't, Dave, but do you at the same next? time, I don't think it's like this, like, heaping mess, you know, because people like Michael Pena save it. By being funny as shit. All right. Yeah, I think this is that's that's actually one of the notes I made is that Nick Swartzen and Michael Pena like really keep this movie afloat. Um, I just Nick Swartzen the best actor in this. There are moments where Nick Swartzen has like emotional moments in this movie are like (laughs) believable, and I was like, how did he not get famous? But everyone else in this movie has been very famous. I don't know. I will say in terms of. And I don't necessarily blame the actors. I would say in terms of the dialogue writing, 
a lot of the yeah. lines are either too forced or too like stand up comedy like. And so I was saying to Nick, you know, I could see how these might be funny on paper, but as a director, you should hear it al- out loud or in a yeah. table read or something and figure out whether it is actually funny when it's said out loud. And I don't really think a lot of this is. Um, I will. This director must have a hard on for Jesse Eisenberg because he's done the two Zombieland movies and then this. But I actually think Jesse Eisenberg is totally fine if he's casted right, yeah. and I think he he does a great job in this movie. Like he's just yeah, he's, he's not super funny. Like I would rather have a super funny person in that role. I know you hate him, Clay, but no, I like I, Jesse Eisenberg. This is the most miscast thing I've ever. A guy that talks that fast cannot be cast as like this like like lazy deadbeat stoner like it just doesn't it's the same thing why i didn't like american ultra like i just don't buy i mean that is kristen kristen stewart as well so that's a whole nother thing but jesse eisenberg cannot play this like (laughs) just laid back like oh like i'm just gonna go smoke some pot and deliver pizzas because he talks like a mile a minute like it's like it's too hard of a sell yeah no he is it's a hard it's too hard of a sell for me i think that's fair that's I, fair. it doesn't i'm it going doesn't to bother three. me that much maybe even a two now i i'm honestly <laughs> i'm gonna go with the three i was at a four i'm gonna go to a three because i i just three, think two. with a, yeah okay. it, but like i i do want to say one thing like i i don't like aziz ansari as an actor and they're the first half <laughs> not, of the really movie as i was a person saying to either. nick no, not as a person either. Yeah, and I, I'm not a big fan of his stand-up comedy either. But like, so you don't like him at all. Yeah, I mean, I fucking hate Aziz Ansari. Is what I'm trying hey, Aziz, to get. Aziz, sorry if you're listening. No, but I, uh, I, I don't know. There, there are moments of this movie that I think Aziz is having a lot of fun, and I kind of like the energy he brings. Like the bank robbery is really funny with him. I wouldn't say the whole movie is really funny with him. Yeah, so that's fair. that's, that's yeah. why I'm not giving. I'm not that harsh with this movie. I think there are parts that kept me laughing because of the acting. Well, Clay, can, can yeah. you, I think you were talking, so you want to, what did, score did you give it? Um, oh, I think I'm going to go with a two. Um, okay. This movie failed to do what, um, what uh, Pineapple Express did, and that's make like basically two man-childs, like lovable and redeemable. Yeah. And, the character writing for this movie is such a fucking mess. Like, it's so they, trash. Yeah. Why do we care about these two as friends? Their friendship completely is blown up five minutes into this movie. And it's over something like, hey, I don't like your sister going to Atlanta. Hey, you want to fuck my sister? Hey, I ruined your life. Hey, me too. And it's like, okay, what the fuck just happened? And then <laughs> they never, the arc, their character arcs of like being friends again, it never comes. Like, they like join up because he's like, you have a bomb strapped to your chest and for some reason you're in a school. And so I'll help you for now. But they have like no moments where they're like, like they have that one little moment where they're walking down the street and they're like, hey, man, I wouldn't have been friends with me either. Yeah, no worries. Like, I, I love you. Like there's like a tiny little brief section there where they like kind of come back together. But otherwise, you're just like, why? This is like a buddy movie where it, it everything goes wrong in the beginning and then a really stressful situation like happens and they kind of just go through it and then the movie just ends, which it does. This movie just ends and everything's okay. And you have no idea where these characters would be in like a couple years from now. Like if their relationship's going to fall apart again or if 
he's suddenly okay with his sister who's way out of Jesse Eisenberg's league in this movie. I just don't know what is drawing her to him. I mean, most women cast with Jesse Eisenberg are... Yeah, exactly. But how have we gotten these two movies of Jesse Eisenberg playing a stoner and we haven't had him as like some conniving lawyer in a single movie, which is like something that lends to his talent. Such a good point. And like, he, he is just like, I don't know why he's feeling like, I think maybe he just thinks this is like adding to his acting range doing these movies but fun i agree with director. aziz and zari danny mcbride is just like the most like misogynistic homophobic like like every line out of his mouth is like little mi- middle schooler like it is so yeah. unnecessarily raunchy with no like there's no meaning behind anything he's saying except to get a laugh from a little child it's just absolutely it it loses its like it it there it just does nothing for you after like the tenth time you hear him speak. Yep. So right. I'm I yeah. yeah I'm gonna go too. Horribly misused. Uh, it this well, movie. So. I mean, thirty minutes or less just feels like like Pineapple Express is like like washed up like loser little brother. Like it just doesn't do any of the things that Pineapple Express does correctly, yeah. but it tries to really hard. You know. And thus we've That's reached the point like. of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's like um, how we originally came up with this, Nick. Yeah, yeah. This is a this is a great comparison episode. Um, so the next category I want to move on to is a special one specifically for these movies, Canada. or specifically I say for Pineapple Express. Um, it's quotability yeah. and rewatchability. Um, mm. Obviously, pretty self explanatory. But question being, do you rewatch these movies and does it feel just as hilarious upon rewatch? Are you constantly quoting these classic lines and natural conversation? Gabe, go. I feel like Gabe has been dying to talk about this. So I feel like Gabe Are we talking about Pineapple trip. Express? First? Yeah, Everyone let's just start say with Pineapple Express. As many Express. quotes as you can. Quick, quick. Just quick. fire, fire them off. Uh, uh, this is so exciting. Uh, hotel, snack, hotel, motel, holiday in. <laughs> no, it's, the thing is, like, this is a movie, I, it, it, like, one thing that we talk about in terms of comedies and how quotable they are is like, does it pervade your conversations with friends? And with Nick and Clay, you know, separately and probably whenever we've uh, hung out together, like on the rare times, we all fucking quote this all the time. There's just so many lines. I would really say almost rare? every single line in this movie is yeah. quotable. July 4th, three years in a row. Dude. <laughs> yeah. The rare. Oh, yeah, that's true. We did do that. Uh, but like everything that like, like little lines, like "Who the fuck's Chachi?" I'll fucking <laughs> quote all the time. Like uh, Nick, I know Nick does this a lot, but Seth Rogen in this movie always like t- says an object before he like touches it or something. <laughs> yeah. Toilet flush, flush. mind bottling, dude. It's like when your <laughs> mind's what? like in a bottle. He's like, I don't think that's what it means. <laughs> Monkey's out of the bottle, bro. <laughs> Pandora doesn't go back into the box. He only comes out. He he says monkey a couple of times. He's like, how the monkey did you get in here? (laughs) He's like, I gave him the snickle fritz. Uh, I I mean, like we could go through every single quote in this movie, but it's, it's a seven. I, and I rewatch this every year. And I will, I will say for, for rewatchability, I watched the first time I saw this, I thought it was funny, but I was like, ah, it's kind of like a bad comedy. It didn't really work for me. Then I rewatched it under the influence. Whoa. 
uh, and it was it's just sig- it was like significantly better, and I I, fu- I understood every every single scene, and then now I'll just rewatch it all the time just because like I want to remember certain quotes, dude. Your Jeff Goldblum impression almost made me pee my pants. I wish. I wish. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you guys can talk a little bit more about this it. This movie, if, if there's is, ever been a seven, it's a wow. Seven I'm so place. surprised. I'm so surprised Gabe didn't just recite the entire film. Like that I was almost, the fastest he could have ever done this category. Today. He's gonna be it's pacing around his house later, just getting all the stuff. <laughs> I, like, I should have said this. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's like I have to like get it out of my brain. <laughs> It's, All right, Nick. What, what would you like, find It's like the apex of the vortex of <laughs> quotability and rewatchability. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Wait, it's Gabe. Like, I, the, I assume it was a seven for you. You didn't. Actually yeah, say let's go, seven. man. Okay. Done with the woods. Let's, let's go. <laughs> Done with the woods, man. Let's get out. Every of every line is just said in every conversation. I think Nick and I on this podcast <laughs> alone have what said. Do you mean it's, it's very scientific. I won't get into it right now. We've said it at least like 50 times. I could, I could this rewatch podcast. this movie probably once a week and it would be just as funny every time. I don't think – I might yeah. not ever get tired of it. I mean there would be times when I like wouldn't be paying full attention to it for sure. But 100% I'd laugh at some of the same stuff. I mean, there's still things I notice. Like I don't think I've ever noticed the hotel motel holiday in line until this one. <laughs> yeah. Which is so funny. Where should we go? Hotel, motel, holiday inn. So great. And like, <laughs> that's not true. I said nowhere in Quiznos. <laughs> <laughs> what is that one? I don't, I don't remember I that, that one. <laughs> no. It's when Gabe they're in the way. He's like, I wish we could, I wish yeah. we could just go nowhere. And then he's, he's oh, like, yeah. I had an idea. You didn't have any. He's like, that's not true. I had two ideas. Nowhere. Honestly. Gabe's just <laughs> quoting the entire film and constantly being like, you don't remember yeah. that one? Because <laughs> yeah. he just remembers yeah. every well, he practiced, he practiced every scene for the opening of this podcast. Just <laughs> yeah. in case. I wanted to just cycle to feel through them out. each of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, college. Just Woo, back and college. forth in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a couple. I did a seven as well. There's a couple that don't make sense that I just quote all the time. Like the when he's like, no, no, don't let him gunna. No, don't gunna. <laughs> don't gunna. When he's trying to get the gun out of the, the house for to shoot him and Saul. And then me and my one of my college roommates, um, there's uh this big tall guy with glasses on um like Akron <laughs> or Dayton or something. And we would always call him Big Sexy with Glasses because of when Cleo <laughs> King opens up his his profile and Seth Rogan's just <laughs> Just rocking these glasses. She's like, ooh, big sexy with glasses. <laughs> so oh, fucking funny. I bitch was. Uh, Cleo King is an absolute treasure. She's she is incredible. so. How has she not gotten like a lead role for like a sitcom or something? Because like, she just needs to continue to be this amazing person who shows up for two scenes and steals the show. That's true. Um, but yeah, nothing so, wrong with that. I mean, I bet you if you went through this movie, like through all the major scenes, you could probably pull 10 quotes out of every scene. So I'm easy seven again. Nice. Um, I kind of feel like this category was just for Pineapple Express. But why don't you guys take a second to talk about. um, I already forgot the name of the other movie we're doing. Well, I'm curious (laughs) to know the what was it like to rewatch this, Clayton? Um. Twice. So the first, the first month. time I watched it, yeah. or like when Three I watched weeks. it two weeks ago, 
when I watched it two weeks ago, I was like, okay, like, I kind of remember this. Like, I don't have Gabe's weird fucking memory, but um, <laughs> I kind of remembered some scenes, but for the most part, didn't. So I was kind of rewatching it, and I was like, not watching it with the intention of make, taking notes. And I was like, okay, it's definitely not as funny as I thought I remember it being. Um, the second time is where, I mean, when I just watched it yesterday is where like a bunch of the problems kind of came out. Um, and I, I gave it a two just because it's, it's like pounding you in the head with like sexual jokes that are just like over and over again. They say they have a finger banging joke three times in this movie. So often. I can't even remember the last time I heard finger banging in a movie, that's, much less three times. More than one per 30 minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that being said, there are a couple funny lines when Nick Swartzen is like, where do you think all these leaves came from? He's like, what do you think fucking trees did when they're <laughs> cleaning the pool? And then when Michael Pena is pouring uh, rubbing alcohol oh, yeah. on his neck wound, Don't he's like, you're you. badass, bro. Pimp, that's what your mama said. <laughs> And then he throws it and he just like freaks out. That is the <laughs> fucking pimp. That's the only line that I've ever heard anyone quote from this movie so, or that I even the, remember from Exactly. Watching. So there's a couple, there's like a couple, but everything else, like I wrote one down. It's like, I'm the one fucking this bitch. You're the one holding the camera. I'm like, okay. Like uh, this, yeah. that's I've heard like cool, the, that yeah. joke in like three different variations from Danny McBride in the same movie. So um Oh, and I guess the other one I'd throw in is the Aziz and Zari when he's reading the kids' text message aloud. He's like, she's, he's like, do you think Lisa will go out with me? And he's like, I think Lisa will go out with me. Whoa, Lisa over there? No way, dude. She's laughing in your face. <laughs> and like that. So there's like a couple scenes that make you laugh. But rewatchability too. I mean, the plot. Once you know like every detail of the plot, there's no real reason to rewatch. I honestly it. might move it up to like a three from a two because <clears throat> of the. Oh, you're a pimp, dude. You're a pimp. <laughs> because that that's that's a really that one line scene. it's just <laughs> dude, he's so funny and i mean michael Pena is the savior of this movie he really he's does so good he really he's does like that's my impatient face look at that that's my face <laughs> <laughs> his voice is so funny <laughs> the face he's making when he does that <laughs> he's like oh man i don't i don't know who that is but why don't you just hand over that money <laughs> He's like a fucking See, he, gun, I feel like he read the script and he's like, okay, this is absolute absurdity. So that's what I'm going to do. Let me just yeah. add in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a good point because the movie would probably be more. Re- I'm going to keep going back to this. It'd be more rewatchable if these lines just sounded not like they were written on a paper and you forced Jesse Eisenberg at gunpoint to say them. You know, like. Yeah, the majority like, of lines for sure. And like Danny McBride is just like. You just, what a waste of Danny McBride, who's clearly very good at ad-libbing funny lines. He does it in the other movie that we're talking about constantly. There's no way yeah. he came up with with some of the lines in Pineapple Express that are, uh, like, there's no way they were written down. Like, he came up with them. And it just doesn't happen in 30 minutes or less. And it, it's just really obvious because it's not quotable. It's not that fun to watch. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I think there's I, a I'm going to go quotes. Three. Okay. Three? I, okay. Yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, I, I, I'm hovering between a two and a three. Like, there are some quotes I know that Clay and I have said to each other, but, like, he probably doesn't remember now because I have a freak memory. But, like, the O'Doul's fucking love that shit, man. Oh, yeah. At the beginning, like, I quoted that often, the, the kids at the beginning, but that's also the first, like, three minutes. Um, <laughs> the... <laughs> 
the Nick Swartzen scene, Nick and I were dying of laughter when Nick Swartzen is like in the stairway. And he's like, oh, what's up, dude? I'm just uh, fixing the banister. Uh, yes, banisters. no, I got the banister under control, sir. <laughs> dude, Nick Swartz is the I best part of this movie, actually. Like, he is generally it's like giving him and the Michael best Yeah. Yeah, they're both, like, they're both funny. I, I think every line by, by either of them. Like, when he's being the monkey and stuff and he – and, uh, like, fucking with him that they're going to explode the bomb is, like, pretty funny to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The, yeah, Aziz Ansari has a few that I, I really like. Like when he is getting head at the very beginning and then he walks away. He's like, thanks a lot. You have a great personality. And then Dude, walks what the is house. that scene? <laughs> that, that, yeah, that scene? I guess I'll dress that in Legacy. Dude. <laughs> Dude, you can dress that yeah. now. It's, it is <laughs> no. really bizarre. The way this movie paints women is so bad. Oh, but anyway, we'll speaking of, we'll yeah, do that. yeah, so, we'll do that in like yeah, Wait, I, I'll, did... I'll give it a two. I'll give it a two. two. I don't. I, okay. I liked. I liked rewatching it, but I I wouldn't rewatch it again. I don't think. Okay. Um. All right. So speaking of, you both started to tap into our next category, which is legacy, which. Obviously, pretty self-explanatory, but how have these movies stood the test of time? Um, did they do well initially? Are they still regarded as classic comedy films? Um, all of the above. And let's I guess let's stay on what we were just talking about. Because, <laughs> Clay, you had some minutes. comments to make. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I give this, this a two. It made double its budget. So I guess good for you guys. Um, but, I mean, this had, like, what four actors that were three actors, I guess I'd say that were like in their like comedic prime, like Danny McBride's coming off of like, I think Eastbound and down was like right around the same time as this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And he just came off of the movie we just did pineapple or that we're doing with this pineapple express. And then you have like Aziz Ansari with parks and rec and Jesse Eisenberg has been in a, like a handful of movies. So like, I would guess that a lot of people that know those actors really well probably still haven't seen this movie. Um, like, I don't think it is like outside of like Gabe and people like that. I know that we go and see movies. I don't think a lot of people have seen this. Um, mm-hmm. It ages pretty terribly. Like um, there's a lot of like um, homophobic verbiage, like especially with major, the Danny McBride's um, that whole scene when you first meet Danny McBride and Nick Swartzen and Danny McBride's dad is like pretty painful. Um, the home theater like scene? the f word, yeah, and like Dude, all not, these things, and it's it's. <laughs> so I like the thing with Major where like he's like pushing him to be like work hard and stuff, even though he got his money through like the cheapest way possible, winning the lotto. Like I thought that was kind of a little funny thing, but everything else the Major does in the movie is like so cringeworthy when it comes to like talking about like like homophobic stuff and like then he's super racist to like Michael Pena and like talking about his time in the Vietnam War and it's just like you're just like dude turn this fucking thing off it's just like hard to watch um there's three girls in this movie one is giving blowjob to Aziz and Zari that they just met on like a hinge date uh the other one is a stripper that it shows her tits and then climbs into a car with an ass shot to like fuck Michael Pena. And then the other one is like this smart, intelligent woman that is like into this pizza delivery boy. That is like the most like narcissistic and like depressing person in the world. So it is just like Jesse Eisenberg. Yes. It (laughs) is just like, so it's so terribly like 
is not inclusive. And there are like, there's, that's just what it is. There's a lot of male driven movies because Hollywood is just like that, unfortunately. But like this, there's another thing between like not having a lot of female characters and then just having like a really terrible opinion of women. Yeah. So it's, it does not age well like yeah. that. Like I said, I said movie plays like a racist middle school's boys, wet dream with dialogue that's senselessly raunchy and over the top. And women are merely sex objects. That's basically just like the movie. Some wow. like summed up. So that should be I give it a two. Yeah. I, I gave it a two as well. I don't think that anyone needs to see this movie. I don't think it's particularly funny. I think that you nailed nailed it, Clay. Like, it's just, like, such a shallow attempt at being like, look, we're going to make money off this motherfucker. Because it's, like, you know, popular to watch a movie like this. So let's do it. And then they did it. And it, you know, made twice as much <laughs> as it cost to make it. So, I, I don't know. I gave it a two. I think, yeah, I... I think what Clay brought up with the majors, I, I just, I, I didn't think about a lot of that stuff. And I think those are all really good points. I think with the major, especially when I look at movies, you know, from before, although this is, you know, from the last decade, so it shouldn't be from before. saying shit like that. It's crazy how much yeah, has I, changed I just though, like, over those nine years. Like, yeah, exactly. So much has changed in movies. You can't say the stuff that they do. But when I think, when I look back at them and I judge them on how they've aged in terms of whether they're they they've aged poorly, you know, like in terms of political correctness and social social awareness, I always think about like what the intention is. And so if it's told by like say it's like a bully character or something, the movie's not intending to show you that those words are okay. They're painting a villainous character saying it. But in this movie, I don't think, like, the major is that villainous of a character. He is just a, a harsh dad, you know? And he shouldn't be saying shit like that. The, the only way that they they say it's okay is that he's an ex-military guy. And all ex-military I mean, he's like a guys will he's say like the F-word. He's like a patriot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's not bad. like... I could see a person saying that. It's actually very fitting these in the days. movie, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's, we don't need to get into that. Shots taken. That's that's kind of that's my. Uh, I I mean, like I I normally would think you know what's the intention behind it, but I I think the point of bringing in the major into that, and even like Danny McBride is like, they try to paint Danny McBride as not that bad of a person at the end too, and it's like he's saying fucking heinous shit the whole time. What are you talking? Well, it's about? just like so shallowly written for like. Laughs. And that as well. It's a yeah, cheap. It's just laugh. as well, everything is a cheap laugh. laughs. Yeah, yeah, it's super cheap laughs, and it's just lazy. And I so it's like you're, I, they, they're swearing a lot, so you're supposed to laugh. It's yeah. like, or they're saying like you know sex stuff. Oh, he's Whoa. fucking. I'm Jason's actually surprised. Mask. Oh, Jason's mask has holes, and so you could put your penis in the holes. That's funny. <laughs> it's like that. Like, okay, that was good, dude. That was yeah. good. That's uh, like that's I, the humor. I'm surprised either of you guys are giving it a two. Like I'm giving it a two, only because like I remembered a lot of this movie, and I actually like laughed because of the like i remember first watching it and i didn't find it as bad as i expected so it's not well, the worst the leg- legacy but i'm giving it to you were talking about how you remember seeing it in the trailer this is one of those movies that literally every single good scene is in the trailer it's in the trailer of yeah. this movie yeah and it's like yeah. then you go back to like legacy with like pineapple express and it's like that trailer i will remember for the rest of my life with like paper planes oh yeah the paper planes stuff yeah, yeah. oh yeah Wow. So true. True. I, I mean, I'll, I'll give it a two out of seven. I, I think both of you guys should be out of one by the way you talk about it. But 
I think objectively it, it made a bunch of money. It still made yeah, money. It well. Yeah. And That's I don't think critics reason. like hate I don't think critics and audiences like fucking hated it. No, um, no. It's like not yeah. I think if it was a one it'd have to be it'd have to be all the things that we're saying and also critically bombed and and like yeah. didn't make any money. Then it'd be a one. Yeah. Um I, I know I'm just moderating, <laughs> but I feel like I have to say this. I had never heard of this movie before this podcast in this episode. I have not said the name of it in like any category because I keep wanting to say 30 seconds to Mars because I cannot fucking remember the name of this movie. Uh, so that's just, that knocks the legacy. So that's, not good. <laughs> that's, that's not good. It's a bad great. name. It's a bad name. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so let's do legacy for pineapple. Let's finish off strong here. Uh, yeah. Clay, our guest, do you want to start? Um, yeah, I'll give you guys a, a lot more to say about this. I just, I think it's a seven. It's one of the best comedies in the last, it kind of, I mean, it was part of that like five years from 2005 to like 2011 or whatever, where there was just like, it felt like there was like an amazing comedy every cup, every like six months, like knocked up and these guys. And it's like, I feel like we're all kind of just waiting on this next, like, this next like group of like actors and directors to come out making new fresh like comedies but this was like one of the top i think this is my top of all those like knocked up uh super bad it's really that's really close actually i i I can't i can't really tell you the difference between those two but it was the first stoner movie to make a hundred million dollars like um i'd say the one thing that didn't age maybe that well is that he's dating a high schooler and they're like making out in the hallways and he's like 26 years old, which is kind of weird, but, um, but they like make uh, fun of it, you know, they don't say, it's yeah, okay. Yeah. Don't. And he makes fun of himself. And that's like, when we're talking about these two movies, like he does the thing where he goes like, Oh, he's like, Oh dude, you sucked on her titties. He's like, no, I just <laughs> did that. So it sound cooler. Yeah. <laughs> like they're making fun of themselves or like talking like, it's like not it's, a cheap laugh. It's not like it's, yeah, written, exactly. Like, yeah. So, um, I also heard that they changed that. They wanted his girlfriend to be like a successful businesswoman, but they didn't want it to be compared to Shaun of the Dead, which came out the same year, which is weird oh, to me. I don't see how. Yeah, I don't really get that other uh, that comparison. But um, anyways, yeah, seven for me. It's a seven. Nice. OK, Nick, what do you, what you got? I'm going to go. You know what? I only gave this. Oh, OK. I did that. I'm going to go seven. Because <laughs> for me. I, uh, this is my favorite comedy, I think. I mean, that probably makes me, like, stupid or something, I think, maybe, but who knows, it doesn't matter. I, I love this movie. I, I could, I could watch it forever. I don't think any part of it really ages poorly at all. Um, I think, if anything, movies should try and emulate what this, this movie is, is able to, to capture, this, like, combination of action and and like bromance and like ad-libbed humor is just like not not doesn't like hit as well as this movie in in like any other movie that i can think of so because Hot of its, its uniqueness close. in the genre i gotta give it a oh, seven yeah. seven 
Nice. I think that's a great Dave. point. I'm, I'm so, I like, I really want to give it a seven because subjectively I love it. And I think it actually has gotten better each time I've watched. I'm kind of at a six right now. I don't, I don't think anything really ages poorly, except I was thinking about like the depiction of Asians in this movie is yeah. not great. And I don't know if it's like, hey, maybe Bobby Lee and Ken Jung and the other actor in it were like, oh, these are our ideas. You guys should put this in the movie. It'd be really funny if we could be in this and do a scene where I, I say something in my language and it just says, like, I have to shit or something. Like, I, I don't know what it is, but they even have the line, you know, where he's like, Asians? Like, what Asians? Technically, Indians are Asians. Like they, so they're maybe making fun of it and they know that they're being ridiculous and like stereotypical about it. It did, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way still. Um, I think it's, it's well liked across the board, but it isn't well loved across the board. Like, you know, critics and audiences, not, neither of the scores on anything are really high. And I don't think a lot of people beyond like our friend groups and stuff absolutely love this movie even if it's gotten better and better within our groups and, you know, on a personal level, I, I mean, my mom loves this movie and that's got to mean something, but she's yeah, also I was going to ask. So. Cause I was yeah. like, is it just like perfect time and place for us? Like we're I going into high, like we're in high school. Like it's just, yeah. it's just kind of catering to our I mean, humor at that point great, in time. You brought up a great point. Like, we're waiting for that next like comedy group and those things, but maybe that next comedy group has come out and made a movie and we're like, ah, that doesn't work for me. I, I, they're too young. I don't get that humor or whatever. And like, emoji movie, you know, I, I, I was, <laughs> what? the emoji <laughs> movie. Oh yeah, emoji exactly. Movie. Emoji does movie. It yeah. Just like, That's what does it for him. We missed our time. We with were that. younger. Man. Or maybe it's like, Gabe, you and I have talked about this so much with like, I said this on a different episode, but like with like, like pop punk that happened in like early 2000s, late 90s, like Blink-182 and those types of bands, like there's a certain era for certain things and it only existed at that time. Maybe this humor and this type of comedy only existed at that time and these films are kind of the timestamp of that. Yeah, it's like that's... It just doesn't exist now anymore. Comedy is more sensitive now, too. Like, as the yeah. world is kind of like, we're like, they're shutting down a lot of forms of comedy and they're not allowing people to take chances f- with fear yeah. of like backlashes and stuff. I'm not saying that that makes comedy impossible. There's still like funny movies. I just think but it's I different. Think, I don't know. I, I feel think like it, that, is di- it is different. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of, yeah. I mean, we're obviously coming from a narrow scope here, but I would contend that pineapple the reason i'm not because i had initially written a five the reason i'm not going to say five and i'm going to say seven is i don't think that pineapple express ages poorly at all i don't think there's any i think even the asian stuff uh gabe is not like they're not necessarily playing them as like they're the caricatureness of them is not what's played for laughs it's just that they're they're almost like making fun of older movies that are are using caricatures for laughs like that's the yeah i mean maybe that is but i i don't know if that really comes across when you watch it because I, I i was thinking the same thing and i wanted to be like oh this movie is perfect it's it hasn't upset anyone but i don't know that was just kind of okay, my what opinion are you I was, on? i'm gonna go with a six i think objectively okay. i i'd put it at a six or se- uh, out of seven all right wow even though i love okay. it one of my favorites one of the best are you guys ready for these scores i don't oh, actually know what this it. is out of Nick, do you know what this is uh, out of? 
105. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, I, if my math is right, because I'm... Uh, I didn't get to finish that statement. Sorry. <laughs> 35 times 3 is 105 is what I was going to say. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay, I hope uh, these yeah, are right, because sure. I'm awful at math, so I'll pretense. But not, Pineapple Express has a 91... Uh, and well, whatever the other movie is, 30, 30 seconds to 30 something? seconds, 30 or minutes more. or less. 30 minutes. 30 minutes or less. Uh, got at 38. <laughs> okay. Wow. Jeez. Honestly, yeah. 30 yeah. minutes or less. I feel like it should be worse. I, I <laughs> honestly can't believe don't got hate 38. 30 minutes or less. Did you? Then I, kinda, did I you now don't feel bad for it. a perfect score, Clay? Uh, no, I I gave it a originality. I gave it a six because I was scared to give it that a perfect one time. score. Uh, <laughs> I kind of dropped it a little bit too. And some of quotability should have been an eight, personally. Yeah, if we could, if we could have. Uh, yeah, do we want to do? Oh my god, we would have never. We would have never ended. Uh, do we want to do some accolades? <laughs> yeah, I had a million. Do, should we jump in? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, let's talk about do some quick let's ones. Some awards out to these <laughs> movies, really quick. MVP, who do we think? Or what do we think? Is it crime? Is, is it, it punishment? Saul? Dude, I, I think, think it's, it's just Saul. like the Seth Rogen Franco combo. Like this yeah. was like the beginning oh, of their yeah, like yeah. bromance. Yeah. Frogan, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Frogan? Frogan. Yeah. Romance. Uh all right, what about L V P who 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 or what lost these movies? Aziz and sorry. Cops? Yeah, you guys did uh, the shit major, on Aziz a lot. The major is like Aziz and Zari. Yeah. Yeah. Cheap laughs. I would, cheap like, homophobic laughs. That, yeah. yeah. Yeah, true. I just think, like, movies like 30 Minutes or Less, like, from that little era, like, those have kind of lost. Over time, they're just, like, they're so I mean, forgettable. I mean, it paints itself as a movie that you turn your brain off and just enjoy, but the dialogue is so bad that you can't even. That you can't that. turn it off. Yeah. Like, you'll have a laugh here and there, but you're too distracted. Totally. What about Six Man? Like, person who did the most with the least. I think there's a good good few options in Pineapple Express because it's a movie full of tiny performances. And then, you know, and then you get Michael Pena from 30 seconds or 30, fuck, 30 (laughs) minutes or less. Uh, (laughs) I knew that was going to (laughs) happen. Sorry, that's my bad. I started this. No, no, Nick. Uh, No, I I couldn't do it. I dude, I don't even know the name of the movie now. Uh, I swear to God, I have not. I haven't said it. If less you, than like, thirty listeners, minutes, listeners. I'm sure you've noticed. I have not said the name of this movie once in this podcast because I was like, never going to get it right. I was never. Gonna, I'm like three. on to the next movie. Yeah. Uh, anyways, thirty minutes. Next? Are you high? <laughs> I don't know, six man, like I for me, Bill Hader steals the show in like just about three minutes. <laughs> it's a great movie. way to start the movie, yeah. Yeah. But then there's there's characters throughout like Clay, like you mentioned Cleo King. We fucking love Cleo King. Cleo King, come on the pod. Uh yeah. we love Cleo King. Joe Lo Truglio is absolutely hilarious. Stan Sitwell. I don't know what his name is in this, but that's his oh, name in the rest of development. Oh, he's yeah. so good. Yeah. <laughs> It, no, it's uh, Amber. You thought that was even yeah. an option. It's, <laughs> yeah. Take you outside and uh, fuck you not... in the street. No! Don't fuck, <laughs> <laughs> don't fuck me anywhere. Why would oh, he bear boys. arms? What? <laughs> uh, what's, uh, what, what about comeback player? Oh, Who, what's dude. like a performance that grew on you over the course of the movie or just over the course of time? Nick Schwartzen. Nick, yeah, Nick Schwartzen. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's an easy one. Just unanimous. Uh, Love it. I don't think we need to do an all-star 
team, it would just be Pineapple, Pineapple Express, Express plus Nick Swartzen. Yeah, Michael Pena and Nick Swartzen. He's a pimp, dude. Uh, Nick Swartzen can't make yeah. it. No. So do, you, do you guys have any recommendations of like other movies kind of similar to the, like maybe stoner comedies that other people haven't watched? I mean, Up in Smoke, Cheech and Chong, those movies right, are kind yeah. of like the, so those were like the beginning of <laughs> stoner Isn't, comedies uh, for sure. Uh, Fast Times? Um, oh, also, what's the, uh, oh, the HBO, the maybe. HBO show? Um, high Maintenance. Where he, high Maintenance, thank you. High Maintenance so is so good. great, dude. High yeah. Maintenance is like oh. this guy, it, it's a guy named Guy, essentially, who is just a weed dealer in New York. So each episode, he's just weaving through different characters. They're like Dude, episodical the, things. The one with the yeah. British guys. Oh, yeah. So- I, I actually recommend, I would recommend to everyone that they watch the web series for it. Yes. You could watch it on HBO, but the web series is even better than the show, in yes, my opinion. It is. Uh, uh, are there any quotes? And they're we only like 10 minute episodes. Any quotes we didn't get to? Oh, Chicken yeah. tenders? <laughs> Don't don't spark this up right now, Nick. Right at the end. My one problem right with the military. Do you see how fast Gabe looked at the boobies? I know he was ready. Gabe almost jumped out of hey, his hey, fucking seat. Hey, dinner's gonna be served cold tonight, asshole. All right, you guys don't get any send offs because of this. These are all your send offs. I'm a I'm a flexing uh, break out of here. Oh my god. I, uh, right. I did have another recommendation. I, I do recommend there's a movie right now. It's not it's not necessarily a stoner comedy, but it's a good little like indie comedy. It's a movie called Shit House from this year. Uh, okay. And I fucking I loved it. It's really it's it's very raw. And it was made by this 23 year old and he won South by Southwest with it. And it, that just is always going to impress me. That's just insane. And my life is worthless because I haven't done that. <laughs> Uh, instead, I have this dumb podcast. Uh, wow! Which I appreciate what a way to end! What a way to end! All I'll right, say a, so a little you... bit more of a positive. I'm just gonna say happy yeah. birthday to my girlfriend Brittany, who Gabe Aww. made us do this on her birthday, and she hates wow, Gabe. Gabe. For it, I wow, did, Gabe. and I said he had no other options at all, and it's not. And Clay mentioned it to me like five weeks ago because he's such a good boyfriend. Cool, Gabe. Happy we birthday, don't care. Brittany. Okay, happy birthday! Um, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening uh, th- to us. Um, if you would like, please follow us on all. All the things follow us on facing off pod on instagram we got a twitter you can email us gabe what's our email facing off pod at gmail.com yep yep exactly that love it love it um but thanks for listening guys clay so great to have you on this was too much yeah, fun a lot have of to fun come back please um you guys got some send-offs i'm sure you've got a million gabe <laughs> you just got killed no, by a Ulanos, oh. motherfucker <laughs> 